This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello and welcome to another episode of Flow. I am Elwoods Marshall from Purple Radio. Today we have a double episode starting out with James Wadsworth from Underscore Part 3 who's on the podcast to talk about the different events that they have coming up including their Access All Areas Pass interviews, which is a series of interviews on Instagram Live with lots of different professionals in the music industry, chatting to them and also them giving their advice and tips for getting into the industry. And then we also, towards the end, talk a little bit about Felt Cute Fest, which is another event that they have coming up to look out for. But I'm hopefully going to have James back on the podcast to talk about that when there's more information out there about that one. And then after that, I have an interview with Park Squares and Allies, who is a favourite musician of mine. So definitely stay tuned to the end of the episode and I hope you enjoy it. Also, just a note, my audio wasn't the best on this one, especially in the first interview. Um, James's was great, but mine didn't come through great. So apologies for that one. Let's get into the episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. I just want to ask you a few questions about Access All Area Pass industry interviews that you're doing for the next couple of weeks. Could you first tell me a little bit about Underscore Part 3 and how it sort of came about? Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Um, It's a pleasure to be on. Um, We were listening to you up there and um, I really enjoyed it, so we got in touch, so thanks. Underscore Part 3 started in Halloween 2018. and that started because I just got attention from idols because I just posted something personally. Um, then we got off the interview and then the rest is kind of, we've just kind of grown from that. Um, the whole name is around Ian Jury's uh, Reads to be Cheerful Part 3. So hopefully when you come to underscore part three, it's all one word, underscore part three dot co dot UK. We fortunately got at underscore part three on all the socials. So that's brilliant. Um, and yeah, hopefully you leave once you've found your musical reason to be cheerful, you've hopefully got something new to listen to. Um, and hopefully you've enjoyed, you know, there's some really passionate writing on there. There's some brilliant writers, just phenomenal. Um, and also we deal with a lot of bands from like the early days. Um, talking to other people recently in an interview, I realized like we did early stuff with Easy Life. We did early stuff with Fontaine's DC. I said we were doing Idols at that time. Just loads of people. And so, you know, we've kind of nurtured with bands and we, we've nurtured with some PRs that, you know, PR, that, that were smaller. Doing. And for this event, which we're going to go into, um, the sort of weeks ahead, you're collaborating with Words for Music, um, yeah. a lot of different things. Can you tell me, like, how that came about and also the charities that you're going to be supporting with your events? Yeah, I've got no idea how I found Words for Music, um, but I did at some point. But then when I found them, um, equally, they, there's some great um, publications, great blogs, like great zines out there. And there's other ones that really are just kind of copying and pasting things and really not kind of going for clicks rather than going for interest. And mm-hmm. I didn't find that at all with um, Western Music. And then some of the bands I've managed, they've supported. Um, and yeah, no, they've just always been really great to deal with. Their socials are phenomenal and um, the way they deal with their socials. Um, so when I wanted to collaborate with someone, it was always going to be them. Um, so yeah, so I approached Alex, um, I sent him a message. I was like, I've got this thing to talk to you about. And he was like, oh, you just let me know. And I was like, I need you on video. I need to tell you all about this. It's pretty big. Um, we can't talk about everything today, but there's even more things that are not even announced. Um, Calm came about, um, 
because as in, as in the charity for, for me working with them um a friend of mine and myself we ran the well i ran the press he did the actual cycling so good on him he's <laughs> at the tourist dog um and it's wayne podcast why aren't you normal epsom uh and he cycled five thousand miles the outside coast of the uk um and he did that for calm men's mental health um and calm is kind of a, a phone line and support group uh, you know online support yeah. and stuff for people who are really struggling particularly um well especially men with their mental health um mental health affects so many people but you know men it's not the gender norm as it talk about it so mm-hmm. um that came about they were always in my head and then when we started forming like a management group around this um a lot of other people wanted to do music venues trust will save our venues campaign because of the the impact that not having a creative outlet as performers or socially or you know all your all your writing or whatever has had on people so and obviously it's been a difficult time for the industry too so that's how it all came about with with the mm-hmm. and i guess those two charities sort of like overlap as well very much so yeah with the lack of like creative outlet and like live events and gigs and then obviously mental health is like connected to that massively yeah could you tell me a little bit about the aaa pass interviews that you're doing on instagram live yes yes so um Monday to Friday, Monday to Friday. So this will be coming out on Thursday. So you'll just have two left for this week. But mm-hmm. everything is going to be on Instagram TV on our, um, so that's at underscore part three yeah. uh, on our profile. You can go back and watch them. Uh, Elle and I were talking after we've just done the first one. The first one last night was phenomenal. It was so interesting. Good. It was Lindsay Melbourne, who's um, a well-known photographer. Uh, and she also started the Afghan. are amazing. Oh yeah, so good in there. Um, yeah. But we kind of really wanted to focus on more on photography. I think I'll get her back again. She's a real sweetheart. And um, talk about Afghan again. But uh, we talked about the do's and don'ts of when you, how you contact someone if you want, you know, you're an amateur, you want to shoot a band. Mm-hmm. Kind of things like, you know, a few little tips about how to um, go about your photos a little bit. Some of the kind of etiquette and stuff things that you know the mistakes that i'm not a photographer but in other ways that i've made loads of mistakes and we're just kind of doing these events as a real low-key um chilled way to kind of get a bit of insider information so that was um photography last night um uh, and then this will all be done by the time we get to but um we're doing one with tony co brooker she works for music venues trust she works for brighton's green door store um which is uh, a music venue programming so we're going to talk about you know just mm-hmm. rag about industry stuff about venues um so that'll be online by the time this goes out then we're um, doing clue records who is scott lewis he is a really nice man he does a lot of mentoring as well so he'll be interesting to chat to mm-hmm. Clue records they've got yowl on them and a few others that's the only one that's in my head right now um and so he's an independent record label i want to talk to him like what's it actually like to run a record label you know um what you know is it actually doing or whatever you know um because they suppress vinyl and stuff you know and what that's actually like and and how it works out for them then we got Tarek Musa who I started working with Tarek just you know as a journalist ages ago but he's just such a nice guy we just chat in DMs we chat about running we chat about baking um he's actually doing it from Ireland because his in-laws yeah his sister-in-law just had a baby so yeah he's fitting us in he's such a nice guy 
And um, he was in the band Spring King when they were around. He was like the leader of Spring King. And now he's got his solo project Dead Nature, which is, you know, really great. And um, but then he's he's produced loads of really interesting stuff. Uh, his production list, like that we looked at, he's worked on The Big Moon. He's worked on Circle Wave. He's also worked on Spring King with himself. Done Sheath, done Calva Louise, uh, Neon Waltz, Green you know, these are some great acts. And, and when you listen, Valer asked when you listen to it, so he, he drummed in Spring King and there's some big drum sounds on there. And we're just going to talk about, okay, if you want to go into studio, how do you contact the studio? Who do you call? Like, are studios worthwhile going to? How, you know, if it's a good value for money, what you can expect from a producer? Um, yeah, we're going to get into it. Um, there's another studio talk next week about different areas of studios. Uh, there's an exclusive there for you, L. Um, and that's one that I'm really excited for. And that's, yeah, that's going to be a really interesting one when you look at this person's credentials. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, how important do you think it is to sort of have these pockets of insight for the next generation of people that are wanting to go into the industry, like whether it's photography or sort of producing, like all the different areas that you're going to cover? Like, how important is that, do you think? Because I know industry um, is like a lot about mentoring as well. Yeah, it's it's so important unless you want to look like an idiot, like I did. <laughs> um, because you know, even now I make mistakes and things like that, and I will forever make mistakes. You know, I hope I have a long career in the music industry, but that will happen. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I just hope that people. Just know how to approach things a bit quicker, you know, get get their feet in it to it a bit more. And obviously, actually, I haven't said this in previous interviews, like my email is on the on the on the website. Like my email is not for submissions. There is a submissions email. I will ignore you if you send it to my email box because it is chaotic. But if you email me and you want some advice on something, anything, and you think I might know it, I will either answer it or I'll try and post you in this, to the point direction that would be good. Um, yeah. yeah, I look at, you know, like, I think about some of the things I did and some of the feelings when people didn't get back to me and they weren't getting back to me because I wasn't doing it the right way. And um, actually, I was talking with someone else um, the other day and they were talking about being tearful of, over something. And um, it is, you know, um, there'll be rejection regardless, um, but there'll be more rejection if you don't know what you're doing. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to pass on that information from what you've learned. Yeah, let's just be kind to each other. Definitely. And I've got a few questions for you before we actually, we can talk about this first. Um, there's a couple of events you have that are coming up. Could you talk a little yeah. about them without giving away the details that aren't released yet? Yeah, most definitely. We, so after two weeks of interviews, mm -hmm. we have what we've announced is called Felt Cute Fest. Felt Cute might delete later. Um, that's continuing to raise. Oh, everyone loves the name. Everyone it just came on a whim. Everyone just loves the name, so. Um, <laughs> one of one of the headliners uh, is not really doing much at the moment, but they were like, "We love the name. We're going to do it for you." Nice. Um, yeah, it's one of you people over, and the branding looks amazing. That's Hannah Locke. She's amazing. She's yeah. on. She's on all the socials as well. You can check her out. She's a photographer. Um, we wouldn't be the same without her. Um, so yeah, so massive props to her. So anyway, Felt Cute Fest. Um, obviously, none of us are getting in fields this summer, so it's an online festival. But we want to really make it really immersive. Um, yeah. 
So we can't tell you all about how it's immersive, but you do know that it's involving underscore part three and it's involving words and music. So, you know, that's going to happen. How that happens, you'll find out. Um, yeah, uh, there's a whole week of events. Mm -hmm. um, there are different events, and different stuff going on. Um, so it's not all going to be one way. Um, there's going to be some interesting ways that we make it like a real festival. Um, and people, yeah, can get involved as much as they want. Um, and then what we've just announced, uh, which I was really excited about announcing. So on Saturday, so a couple of days after this gets released, there will be a music quiz, which will be hosted by myself of underscore part three and Alex Wise of Words for Music. So what will happen there is it will be an in connected Instagram live um, where you can, um, where I will present some of the questions and Alex will present some of the others. And we've written our own questions. So there will be, so Alex and I will be answering the questions from the other person. Oh, okay. So we, we will be doing that too. Um, and it's worth, it's worth noting, obviously, some of the events we talked about have been on Instagram, quite a lot of them that we've talked about. Um, but there is a lot more to announce. And, you know, if you're, you know, depending on how you access, you know, everything, whether you're on, not on any social media or whether you're not on, um, or whether you just use the internet, obviously it's digital. So if you don't have an internet connection, sorry, we can't get you involved. Every, you know, every other way you can get involved in some way. Cool. That's really important as well. It's nice that you've yeah. spread across platforms. Another question I had was how important, because I guess like all of your events are centered around creating a community in, in this time. There's already a, a music community existing, but like sort of fostering that, especially with mm. young people. How important do you think that is during this time? And like, how do you aim to sort of like bring people together with these events? Everything was fun, you know, like you can do as much or as little with it. And as I said, you know, um, the things on Instagram Live, we definitely want you to be um, throwing your questions in. So if, if you know, if we're talking to a, an act and you really like, you know, you want to know about that, and if you're talking to one of the AA past things, you want to know something, we've got, it's been announced, we've got Frank Turner as a spotlight on what it's like to go on okay. tour, um, which obviously is rad. Um, Frank and I have known each other a while and he's, he's really nice and we get on really well. Um, so yeah, you can, you can put things in the comments, you can send us DMs beforehand going, I know you've got this coming up, Come, you know, um, and our groups are growing quite a lot and quite rapidly. You want to get involved and, and you know, pop, pop us a message, chat to us. Um, we're people, we're generally idiots, we don't know what we're doing, we just learn <laughs> along the way. Um, I, you know, I've had to teach myself loads of technology to do this. Um, nice. you know, and most, um, actually all the bands that we're dealing with, you know, bands do connect with their fans through their socials, you know, you, you can get in touch with bands in such a different way to how you used to. Um, everyone across the board from the creators involved in this festival to the acts, they're all going to be accessible to some level. Um, obviously it's up to the people how much they want to chat back, but you know, yeah, of course. people do, don't they? Nice. And the last few bits I wanted to talk about. Um, I have a few questions which I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. It'll just be five minutes. Um, wow. What I'm, would, I'm a bit nervous. What would your Desert Island album be? 
and you have to like say why as well it's quite a hard question I've, I've got it but I don't think you'd really know it so I might go for another one it's fine I, if, it's fine if we don't know it because it's given us new music to listen to so you can um, that. Yeah, they're only really just about on Spotify. So in my in my town of Bournemouth, there was a band called Sludge Feast, um, named after the Dinosaur Junior track, and they had an album Trans Amplification. Um, all their albums are amazing, but if I was thinking of that one, um, and it looked like a Sega game, all their tracks were about Sega uh, and computer games, and cool. lots. Of, there was lots of swearing. There wasn't much verse chorus, <laughs> verse chorus. They were like, why do we need to repeat ourselves? We've done it once. Um, it was just really rad, fussed up, guitar punk. They were signed to the Darkness's label, but unfortunately, like, um, it kind of fell apart with money. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and they were supposed to tour with the Hives as well, but then they messed that up because they didn't look at their email in time. Um, they were one of those bands that should have been more than they are. They're still around to a point, um, but they all live in Yeah. Okay. And... What's the best gig that you've ever been to out of all the gigs you've ever been to? Like, what was it and why? Oh, you give these without any, like, I should have sent these before. I'm sure you don't to everyone, but, um, <laughs> best gig. I saw Sludge Feast in a record store and that was rad. <laughs> oh, I've got it. It's not definite, but I've got it and then people will be able to search it up. Um, there's so many. I was I was thinking about the killer secret set at Glastonbury at one point in the Ted point, um, but that was just rad. But it wasn't the best. Um, mm-hmm. Milburn, probably mm-hmm. the old fire station. I love Milburn. Um, I've never heard them. Milburn, are like they were like best mates of the Arctic Monkeys, and um, they're a little bit older. So the kind of Arctic Monkey sound is actually the Milburn sound, um, well, the old Arctic Monkey sound. Um, but that was, I was working at the venue and my family pet I was, it got put down that day. And obviously, so it was going to be like a bit, of a, a bit of a rubbish day. But then I um, came back. I didn't know Milburn, as I said, I was working at the venue. And it was phenomenal. And I'm still a massive Milburn fan now. Um, in fact, yeah, I've met you. You made it time. so good. I, well, the reason that I, you know, you said the best gig. Mm. Um, going with kind of a low mood and then them actually being amazing yeah so i think that's i get that yeah you i've had to pick one so that's where i'm going okay i've got two more um what's your favorite album art my favorite album artwork <laughs> look on your walls oh yeah there's there's like records all over this house i'm very fortunate that i to get given quite a lot of free stuff <laughs> He's disappeared to go and find something. So this could easily be my favourite album, actually. It's been my favourite album at times. Um, this is The Emprion by John Frusciante. John Frusciante is best known for his work in the Chili Peppers, who I think are a really average band. I am um, John... not a big fan of them. I saw them yeah, at the but I just... Yeah. Yeah, so uh, John Frusciante... Emperion. It's a, a concept album and I love concept albums, you know, an album based around a theme and it's a journey from birth to after death. And so that's kind of what the, the, the artwork says about. Um, it's been one of my favourite albums of all time. Nice and album. I've got nothing else and that was that was on my wall. And it <laughs> really- it's a cool album art, so 
we'll take that one. And the last one is, it is, do you have any music that we should be checking out right now that are smaller artists that we probably don't know about, um, upcoming bands and artists? It's hard because I've been listening to a lot of stuff um, that I can't talk about. Oh, yeah, that's so true. Um, so I'm just kind of having a look. First thing that definitely came to my head is Alfie Neal, Neal, N-E-A-L-E. Um, he's a really nice guy. He's really grown. He's grown with Underscore Part 3. We've done loads with him. Um, the, one of the, uh, the founding editors, son, if best mates with Alfie Neal. But, um, no, he's, he's a touring artist himself. Um, he gets compared to Easy Life all the time, which is an insult because he doesn't really sound like Easy Life, but he's kind of like laid back. There's some jazz yeah, influence yeah. to it and stuff. So, yeah, that's, he's quite an interesting. Um, I got sent an advance on a band called Home Counties today. I listened to that. I quite enjoyed that, actually. Um, Dead Nature, when that came out, which is Tarek Moose's new band, I was really into that. Um, I've had the new Clip Drip album for ages. C L T E R P. Um, that got that's got rescheduled. So I've had that for months and months and months, and that's really good. Um, John, there's a band called John. John times two. They're really good. Um, there's literally nothing else that I can talk about. Oh, I got sent actually. Um, sorry, it's really hard because there's nothing I, like everything no, I've been listening to. I've just been sent bands and um, the, an album I've been sent an advance on, which is phenomenal, that comes out at the end of the month, is Frank Turner and NerfX covering each other. It's a really rad album. Both sides prove how diverse their work is. Yeah, I've answered that question really badly. Sorry. Really no, badly it's fine. Frank Turner it's and NerfX don't need any praise at all. Like they're huge. <laughs> Still sounds like a good one. Um, so where can we find you and also underscore part three and where's the music? Can you remind us and let us know of the dates again um, for everyone to check everything out. I'm hoping that we have you back on to talk about Felt Cute and we can talk a little bit more about it. Uh, I'd, I'd be so excited to talk to you about Felt Cute. I'm, I'm so proud of what everyone has done in different ways. Um, like it was my idea, but I couldn't have done it without so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, a great team. So yeah, I'd love that. And um, so Felt Cute is between the 20th and the 26th of July. Mm-hmm. Um, if you head to our website, it's obviously all the information of how to access it. You know, if you've got an online connection, you can get there and you can find out which ones are on what platform. Yeah. Um, from when you see this out, you'll be able to see the AA Pass stuff will be... Um, on uh, there'll be Yeah, and so that's going for another week after this comes out. Um, mm-hmm. And there is... Well, there's Frank Turner... There's someone who's a real legend in studio work. Uh, I feel like and... I don't know this one. No, you don't, yeah. Um, Very exciting. And there is someone who's just like, yeah, blowing up in the industry. And most of you will know them um, if they confirm. They, they're really keen, but we're just kind of sorting out dates with them. So that could be really exciting. Um, you asked Dave, and so uh, everything we do is at underscore part three. Yeah. Um, you can find that on all the socials. Uh, most of the time, my Twitter is unlocked, and you're welcome to follow me. Um, but at James Part Thirty One, because some annoying person took James Part Three, and they don't use it either. Um, Even worse. 
Yeah, so at James Part 31 on Twitter, um, you can follow me now, and even if you request me, I'll accept it. Um, uh, and generally, I'm, I'm pretty open, so you can tweet me about anything. Um, my Instagram, it's private. It's, got my, it's just got photos of me and my mates on it, so I'd, don't send me a request there. But if you're on Twitter, or if you're not on that, send me an email. If you want to ask me anything about our email, like, mm. uh, yeah. I just, yeah, that's I how I got you. I just reached out via Twitter, so, yeah. yeah. I, I have my I have my Facebook and my Instagram locked down just because that's a bit of my own life. Everything else, talk to me. Like when you just have passionate individuals just chat to you, it's just exciting. Like it's exciting, and I want to talk to you, and I want to talk to people, and I, you know, there'd be people like mm -hmm. I run a website, and I'm not the best writer on the website. The best writer is Ian Douglas, um, but he's fifty, so he's old and he's going grey, and at <laughs> least. <laughs> but um yeah it's love to share your passion with so and even if you just send if you send me a band and you go man like you should be checking out this band they're not my band but i got into them and you reckon you should like them mm -hmm. talk to me i'm a music fan i'll always be a music fan definitely okay thank you very much for chatting to me today and i'll hopefully have you back soon on the podcast to chat about the festival okay thank you thanks for having me Thank you to James for coming on the podcast. I really enjoyed chatting about the events that Underscore Part 3 and Words for Music have planned for the next few weeks. They are super exciting and definitely, definitely check out the socials for more details as well as their website. Next up, I have an interview with Park Squares and Alleys that I did back in April, the end of April. And I'm super excited to share it because I've loved their music for so long and I will actually introduce with one of their top tracks on Spotify which has 11 and a half million streams it's called We're Not Just Friends uh, we chatted all about music their favorite musicians influences and how they started out in music as well as their project with their friend Dasha which has been released now which you should definitely check out I will link it in the bio and yes I hope you enjoy the interview Thank you. How's your lockdown going? Uh, you know, it's fine because I'm uh, always at home, so <laughs> yeah. I'm always at lockdown. Good for making music, I guess. Gives you more time. Yeah. yeah. Am I okay to go straight into the questions? Yeah, okay. Perfect. Um, so I wanted to ask sort of like when you started making music. Uh, so I started making music when I was uh, 13 years old or 14 maybe uh, my parents wanted me to be a dancer so I've been dancing for nine years oh cool 
Yeah, yeah then I dropped it. it, and then I wanted to be a, a skater boy. <laughs> nice. But I I broke my ankle, so oh, yeah. yeah, and it it was an open fracture, so I had to stay home for months, and uh, I found uh, the old guitar mm-hmm. on top of wardrobe. It was all covered uh, with dust, <laughs> so I started playing guitar, and when I was um, uh, at home for this month, uh, my friends came to me and they gave me uh, some memos with chords, and mm-hmm. I started learning uh, to, to play guitar. Nice. And then yeah. did you start singing after that? Yeah, yeah. And uh, also I started uh, to record in my, uh, my songs, you know. On, on my computer so yeah uh, nice. that's how I started making music cool um, I was gonna ask how you came up with your band name uh, it's called because of uh, Sonic Hughes compilation album uh, hits up for squares okay nice. actually actually Sonic Hughes uh, this is my favorite band and I I was uh, very impressed by this uh, record this uh, compilation and the cover art was uh, inspired me. There's a guy sitting, just uh, he's he's drinking coffee and listening to the music in Square. Oh, okay, so that makes sense. Where you got the inspiration from for the name? Yeah, yeah, and it just came uh, came up uh, to my head. You know, uh, Pirate Squares and Alice. I thought it would be great to to call uh, to call myself Pirate Squares and Alice. It's a cool name. Thanks. What genre would you say your music sort of fits into, or do you try and not fit into something? Just create whatever comes out. Okay, I think this dream pop music, indie pop, uh, mm-hmm. and it's uh, indie pop and indie music because I'm. I'm doing everything at home, and uh, it's DIY records, lo-fi records, so I think it's indie music. <laughs> the, like, bedroom pop type thing. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, of course, it's it's bedroom pop, because I'm I'm making everything in, in, in bedroom, <laughs> only in bedroom. Do you do everything yourself, then? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. So you produce everything? Yes. Yes. Cool, nice. Do you have any specific music artists that have inspired you? Uh, a lot of bands, a lot of artists. Uh, I think uh, Sonic Youth, the <laughs> most important artist in my biography, and a lot of bands, a lot of shoegaze bands, a lot of dream pop bands, Capture Twins, The Smiths, The Stone Roses, Happy Mondays, New Order, and etc. A lot of bands. Nice. I love the Smiths. Sure. They're like my favourite. Sure. Cool. The classic. Do you often perform live and do you enjoy that? Because obviously you create your music from your bedroom. So it's a very personal process. And yeah. then do you ever take that onto the stage? Yeah. Yeah. I perform live. I have a live band mm-hmm. to, to perform. And uh, I really enjoy it. But uh, there's a lot of uh, consequences. Uh, because when when you have to go to rehearsals and when you're performing, you given a lot of your life energy to that, 
and then I can't write music for weeks. It's a bit draining. Yes, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it very much, actually, and it was it because uh, there's a lot of fun uh, at the gigs, and we've been playing uh, in in a lot of places. Uh, we've been in Europe last year. Have you come uh, to the UK? No, but I hope come. I'll be there <laughs> next year. Nice. After coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What would you say your favorite song of yours is? Like the one you're most proud of? Do you have one? I would say it, this we are just friends because yeah, it, it's the it most had, famous one as well. It, it had the biggest impact. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I don't think it's my greatest song. Interesting. So, so you found you found that other songs may be better, but that one's sort of gone. Yeah, bigger, yeah. Playlist and yeah. Stuff. I, I, I think that um, a very important song for me is uh, maybe Youth or uh, I Love You because I uh, dedicated it to my uh, wife and I uh, very proud. I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of Man in the Sky because it's about, uh, you know, it's about environment in Russia, regional mm -hmm. environment, so yeah. Do you use current political stuff to influence your songs or are they more personal? I think that uh, the latest, the late, my, my latest works, they, uh, they've been, uh, they have an influence of mm -hmm. politics and, and my, uh, my new work is uh, about that, yeah, about about the Russian depression. <laughs> so you'd say what's happening around you influences you just yeah. as much what's happening for you in your personal life? It's not very personal, but when I lived in uh, Khabarovsk, it's very far from civilization, and I was um, a political person. Mm -hmm. Uh, because uh, I I haven't seen anything uh, in political life in Russia, but when I moved to Moscow, uh, this biggest this is the political center of Russia, and there's a lot of protests mm -hmm. here in Moscow. There's a lot of uh, meetings here in 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 Moscow, so it it inspires me to create more protest music. Who would you collaborate with if you had the chance to? If you could go back in time or someone right now, is there like a music artist you'd love to collaborate with? No limits, anyone. Uh, I was thinking about this a lot and I decided that I would collaborate with Happy Mondays. Nice. <laughs> because, because I don't think I'm a great musician, you know, I wouldn't be so shy to work with them. <laughs> If you were on a desert island and you had one album, which one would it be? I don't know, actually. Maybe Stone Roses, mm -hmm. the first album. Maybe, maybe Beach House album. What does the creative process look like for you? You said it's sort of in your bedroom a lot. Um, and it's like, is it alone always? Or do you ever like sort of bounce off ideas off someone else? I prefer to stay alone, and I prefer to do everything by myself. So this is the creative pr uh, process that I'm, I've been used to. It's very personal creative process. 
have you got any projects coming up that we can look forward to? Yeah, sure. I'm working on a new album for mm-hmm. Five Square Snows, and um, I I hope that I will will release it uh, till the end of the year. Nice. And also, I I wrote the album with my friend Dasha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we made a Russian album. It it was released recently. Have you tried to do something different because you're collaborating with someone? Or is it similar to other other stuff? It sounds different, but not much. I I'd say it's Parsquare Sonelis and Dasha. So we we called our work we called our project Dasha and Siroja because this are names. Mm-hmm. So we decided that this this album and, and this work is just who we are. So there's a lot of from Parsquare Sonelis sound. In terms of how your music's evolved throughout the time you've been working on it, obviously you said you've changed it a little bit because you're collabing with your friend, but would you say from the start when 13 starting to do music changed a lot? I think there's a trend that uh, every track is better than previous. Mm-hmm. Every, every, every next track yeah, is better than, than previous because... I always improve my songwriting skills and my mixing skills, my recording skills, and and so So I believe that every next song will be better than previous one. Yeah, because you keep on learning and growing. Yeah, yeah, every time. One of the last ones I wanted to ask was, which music artists are you listening to right now? Have you got anyone we should check out? I wanted you to check out a band from Welsh, uh, they're called Private World. They have uh, maybe 1,500 listeners on mm-hmm. Spotify. So they're so underrated, but they sound, they sound amazing. Mm-hmm. And they sound like the old bands from 80s or 90s. Nice. Yeah, they were great. And they played in, in Manchester recently before coronavirus. I'm from near Manchester. Yeah, I'm like t- twenty minutes away from Manchester. Yeah. Cool, cool. I have uh, friends in Manchester. Oh, really? So... That's so cool. Yeah, my my friend he's working in Manchester University, and he also wanted me to come to Britain uh, yes, to play music in in Manchester on a Russian uh, culture festival. That's sick. When would that be? Or is it being cancelled now? Next, next, next autumn or next uh, spring. Nice. Next year. That's so cool. Yeah, Manchester's a really nice city. It's very like indie vibe. So you'd fit yeah. in there. Yeah. It's nice. So that's your recommendation. Is it Private World? Yeah. Nice. How would you say you sort of discover new artists on Spotify that are underrated? Do you go looking a lot for new upcoming stuff? I like a lot of underrated bands and <laughs> I like to dig uh, unpopular music. So I've got some last few quickfire ones. Do you have a favourite movie? Uh, I think it's Darjeeling Limited. Classic. Favourite snack? We might not have the same snacks because obviously you're from Russia. We might have cool <laughs> yeah. snacks than us. <laughs> 
Maybe it's uh, cheetahs. <laughs> I, I think like it's, cheetahs. Uh, They're yeah. nice. The hot ones. No, uh, oh. che- <laughs> with cheese. Okay, <laughs> yeah. fair. Um, have you developed any weird hobbies over isolation, over lockdown? Uh, I play computer games. I don't know. Is it a weird hobby or not? I don't but... think so. Which computer games do you like? Um... Mount and Blight. Uh, I wish I don't play games. Apart from I'm trying to get a Switch at the moment. Oh, uh, yeah. But they're so expensive. Oh. I've been looking on eBay trying to get a cheap one, <laughs> but it's hard. I I don't have any of the uh, other platforms except PC. I, I play PC games only because uh, I, have a, I have a good computer to write music and play computer games. Everything's on the computer. Um, if you weren't a musician, what would you be doing instead? Uh, I would be a manager in logistics company, I think, because I've been working in logistics for four years. Do you have a job as well as doing music, or is music everything you're doing at the moment? I had a job but I quit this job when I realized that I am um, making more money on my music than... Um, and the last one, where can we find you on social media and your music? Uh, everywhere, I think. Facebook, Instagram, uh, Spotify. Uh, Are you on be- SoundCloud as well? SoundCloud Bandcamp, of course. Yeah, nice. Thank you so much for chatting today. That's been, it's been really Thank great. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Flow. Just a reminder to check out underscore part threes and Words for Music's events that are coming up and also to check out Park Squares and Alleys on Spotify if you haven't already. I am closing with one of the tracks from the collaboration album that Park Squares and Alleys mentioned with their friend Dasha and I will see you next time. Hope you're all safe and well. content and to listen live head to purpleradio.co.uk